Hey everybody, welcome to episode uh, 292 of the Buy Me Podcast. It is just Dylan and I today. Say hey, Woo. Dylan. I've been within 10 feet of Dylan in the last week, and it was magical. And wet. Very <laughs> got, Not for the reasons you think, though. I mean, it was sexy as shit, but uh, mostly it was Steamy. just raining. So raining. Hot so and humid. wet. <laughs> Oh man, like Florida weather is no joke. I tell you that yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, that was weird. Uh, that's weather we don't really have here. Is the spontaneous rain while being ninety five degrees? Right. It's super weird. I we actually like while you while while Dylan was riding Big Thunder Mountain, um, I bought a Coke. And it was so like humid and hot outside. The Coke was literally steaming. Like the body of the Coke bottle was steaming. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Why am I outside? I have air conditioning at home. I could be in right now. But worth it to see Dylan and company. Yeah. So it was fun. That is that. What's your what was your favorite ride while you were here? Uh, I guess the obvious choice is the new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. It's pretty great. Um, it is pretty great. Um. I, uh, when I wrote it, I don't know if it was because I wrote it or if it was just like coincidental, but I was motion sick for like four days after yeah. writing it, <laughs> like kind of nauseous. And I don't know if it was because like it knocked something loose in my brain mm-hmm. or, uh, just like my allergies have been kind of bad lately. I so. would be, have you only written it the one time? Yeah. Yep. I'd be curious yeah. if you wrote it again, just because based on me writing other rides and then riding rides with people and not just one person but pretty much every person in that went on this trip with us gets motion sick in some capacity and all of them were fine on this ride um just so i'm I'm curious if you wrote it again if you're like oh it's not maybe you get a little shaken up but not that shaken up and i think that's the funny thing is i didn't actually feel too bad um it was one of those rides i think that rides like let's say two and a half minutes long or two minutes, 20 seconds long. It was like the last 20 seconds where it really started to get to me. Like I was like, fine, fine, fine. And then I'm like, man, this ride really needs to end real fast. Right. (laughs) And then it went like another 15 seconds past that. So I, you know, um, I felt okay afterwards, like a little bit, like just a little bit like, um, but not, not terrible. Like there are, there are rides there that, that are way, way, way worse for me. Um, but I don't know. I, I think I'm going to hang off until they do. They're going to do a uh, a Christmas music overlay for that, that would be where they're going to play Christmas music. So because yeah, the yeah, music's a pretty important part of it. Um, the fam still has to write it. Yeah. No one else in my family's written it yet. Yeah. So maybe I'll maybe I'll write it before then. But I, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. It's it's one of those things that like I enjoyed it, um, but I don't know if I enjoyed it enough to be kind of sick for the rest of my time yeah. At if a park, it, you if know, it does like you, yeah. Yeah, so maybe it'll be. Maybe I just need to plan it so it's like the, the last, last thing, thing I do, write yeah. before we leave. Um, so, I did yeah. get to write it twice too, which was pretty cool. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a good ride. Yeah, good ride. It is, and I guess also just general noticing of newer rides is they're getting so. I don't know if it's because they're new and it it might feel different ten years from now or something, but it seems like newer rides just feel so smooth. Like that's a word mm-hmm. I describe them just like you're moving. And I wonder sometimes if that actually, I don't know, could make you sick too, just because it yeah. kind of feels like you're floating almost. There's no jitter. Right. All, you yeah. don't feel yeah. like you're even attached to the ground, which I guess could be a good and bad thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's crazy to compare to to me um space mountain and guardians are, are pretty very similar. very similar rides but man they are night and right. day different f- from how you feel right we rode like, space mountain space twice mountain jitters the heck out of you um yeah. on our last day there too and yeah uh, i guess it's it's probably the ride you would compare it to just yeah it's dark and similar without saying too much about um the ride yeah. itself but yeah night and day different for how they just generally feel and like I don't even just from the car to the how it feels and to the, um, but good ride, yeah, good ride. Excited about Tron too. Yeah. Tron's Tron's my next big one, so just got to get it open. All right, we're gonna talk about video games for the rest of this podcast, not Disney World. Although I could talk about Disney we World could. for an hour, hour and a half. So, but we won't, we won't. Don't 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 leave. Uh, what we're gonna talk about today instead is video games that we have played. Uh, looks like Dylan might have gotten some sort of sort of VR thing. I did. Yeah, so Dylan's gonna talk about the the ver the ver. Uh, we'll talk about some news. We've got uh, we've got some Skyrim news because it's it's never never too late to talk about a game that came out in like 2011. Uh, we've got some SNES news because it's never too late to talk about a video game system right. that came out like yeah, 30, 40 years ago. Um, Overwatch two. Uh, there's a lot of bad things to say about Overwatch 2, or potentially bad things, but this is one thing that I think is kind of positive. We'll talk about that. Uh, same with Disco Elysium. Actually, there's nothing bad to say about Disco Elysium. It's it's so good. Uh, but this is cool. Uh, some bad things to say about Ubisoft. Um, some bad things to say about gamers, um, just in general. Because, you know, uh, like in, in Japan, they've got this new program for the Switch we're going to talk about. Nothing nothing coming to the West yet, but it's an interesting idea. Uh, and a change to Games with Gold is going to start uh, in October, so we'll talk about that. Got some questions from our Deacon and our Deacon and Monotone Screaming and Turn Down for What and Prime Fan. Uh, they're very 4th of July-centric this week, I would say, which is which is thematically appropriate, I think. Um, we've got some Epic games. We've got some Game Pass games. We've got some PlayStation Plus games that we're confirming because last week was rumored, if you recall. Uh, the game's coming out for Prime Day, which is, hmm, I think a week from today, actually, if I'm, if I'm doing my math right. Uh, today is Tuesday the 5th. I believe it starts on the 12th. Uh, and then some new Genesis games got added to Nintendo Online and a cool bundle on Itch.io. Anyway... Dylan, why don't you talk about some VR? VR. What, first, what did you get? You got a Quest 2, I assume? Yeah, because Costco sells it bundled with the case. Um, so it's nice. the bigger one bundled with the case for the same price that it would be normally. Very nice. Um, so to me, I was like thinking about getting the smaller one. Um, but I was like, well, if they bundle it with the case, then you're going well. to need to buy something to put it in anyway. Um, right. And um, I'm trying to think of where to start with, because I, I haven't played a lot of VR before, um, and I've dabbled <laughs> in a few games, because also they had the summer sale um, uh, yeah, yeah, at yeah. the same time, like the day after I got it, which is nice, cause I hadn't even purchased a game yet. Um, so I bought a bunch of games that looked interesting. Um, and the first thing I would say is... I think it's kind of odd how separate VR video games are from video games because, like, I follow video games pretty closely and I hadn't heard of most of these games. Right. Like, And even yeah. Googling them, like, 
it's I didn't even find the reviews on IGN, for example. Like that wouldn't pop up and be like, oh, there's a review on a notable video game reviewing website. Um it was all like very VR centric channels or whatever that were looking at these games rather than the the usual suspects of big yeah um entities doing these reviews in some in some most cases but in some cases they did look at some of these games um but i thought it was weird that like pretty much the entire library of games i had not heard of other than like the beat savers and a couple other of the i guess kind of flagshipy um type games um other than that um i guess it like it's kind of nice that you can just do it from your phone and kind of send the games to um your headset and um i like that i'm not tethered to anything um that was definitely kind of the must have that ability or i'm not buying into this thing and yeah. there's no you don't need there's a PC no at all. pc needed or dongles that you put in your room um and that's that's pretty good i guess you probably sacrifice a little bit of the um image quality somewhere maybe is that on I mean, some think- games maybe and i know some games aren't available as is but you can kind of you can tether the thing to your machine, right? Um, yeah, correct. Yeah, you just plug it in with a USB-C cable. And I think that, like, so my kids had, like, the last three generations. So he had one of the ones you had to plug into a computer uh-huh. and put up the little sensors. And then you had a Quest 1 and a Quest 2. And my guess is the Quest 2 is probably the equivalent of the the first one he right. had. Um, and I think you lose a little bit in, like, not necessarily the resolution um, but in like motion sensing, yeah. um, like kind of where you are in the room. Um, and I think that if you have like one of the high end ones, like steam makes one called the index yeah. and that has like finger tracking. Right. Um, and so like, that's why you can't play half-life Alex is because it doesn't have like the fidelity you need right. for, I think the movement, not necessarily visually, um, the fidelity right. visually. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you also can't plug into your, into your computer and it works yeah. great. So, um, or you can do it wirelessly. Actually, if you have fast enough Wi-Fi, okay. you can stream wirelessly to it. Well, that's so. my good news. I'm finally getting fiber internet next week. They finally nice. have supported it. So my internet bill is going to go down and my internet speed's going to go up by, a multiplication of like three it'll be like almost three times as fast and it's gonna be 35 dollars cheaper um yeah thank you not comcast um um, anyway um the the games i've been playing the most i'd say because i did dabble in a bunch of other games that i'll probably talk about more when i actually get back to play them more but it's kind of like figuring out what i wanted to play and um star wars tales from the galaxy's edge um which is a vr game that's very much based on the fictional world that is in disney theme parks <laughs> um Batu. um and unlike other vr games that i have played this one is like an adventure game where you move around a landscape and pick up things and interact with them and um 
so far pretty enjoyable. Um, yeah. I feel like with most VR games, the games are going to be kind of slower paced, I guess. I mean, I definitely, there are shooter, shooter video games that I'm probably not that interested in because I don't think I want to get my heart rate up that much when I'm in VR. Um, But to me, this is kind of a good pace because there's some puzzly-ish things. Um, And by puzzle, I mean a lot of it is just like using, because you're like a droid technician. So you have like a tool on your belt that can like unscrew bolts and turn things and unweld things um unweld <laughs> things i don't i don't i don't think that that's a real thing is except it? that's exactly what it looks like because i'm i'm <laughs> i'm like torching the weld line off of so it's like the opposite of welding um you that's remove awesome. the weld line and can open compartments so it's not like they're really elaborate puzzles it's more like oh there's a chest yeah. and i want to open it and i have this tool that i can put on the correct setting i'm um, just like manipulate objects um, and to me, that stuff's actually really interesting in VR. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I guess it's probably because it's something you don't do in most games because you're not in VR. Um, so, like, well, it's it's kind of awkward with a controller to do stuff like that, right? I think. Um, like, it's weird to control that kind of motion, and it's so intuitive. Yeah, in VR. or just like press X to open this box, right? Or yeah. there'll be a little pop up puzzle, and this is just like, no, you literally grab the tool off your belt. And then use yep. the drill to unscrew things. Um, mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, that feels really good in VR. Um, and there's a little bit of blaster combat, um, which is kind of another thing that's cool because, um, unlike, I guess, real mechanical weapons that we are familiar with, where you like pull a trigger, a bullet comes out your chamber's empty, you reload it. In Star Wars, these blasters, like, you blast them, and then they heat up, and you there's, like, a little thing you pull to release the heat, um, so it cools down, yeah. which is kind of an interesting thing, because it's just not familiar, and it, that kind of gives you this, I don't know, makes you feel like you're a little bit more in a Star Wars world, because you're, like, interacting with this object that's different than, I guess, what we would fire at a shooting range, for example. Yeah. Um, it, it behaves differently, and it kind of feels like Star Wars. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, uh, I've played it for, I don't know, probably a couple hours total so far, kind of off and on, because I, I don't spend a lot of time playing at any one time, um, yeah. just because it does kind of, I don't know, it definitely... I can't imagine anyone can play VR all day and be like, I feel great afterwards. Um, My kid plays it for a yeah. long time. Like, I think it's almost like a tolerance thing. Too. Right. Um, like the more you play it, probably the easier I it is. I would absolutely guess that. And then I think you also kind of, I feel like the, since I've played it, I don't know, six times or so, I've figured out how to wear the headset to get the picture most clear for you. So I think, since it's kind of a something you're not used to doing, you have to learn how to fit the headset on your head so it it's not off. Because when it's in that right spot, it looks really good. But if it's off even just a little bit, then you're like, oh, that kind of looks janky. So just figuring out how it fits on your head and what's most comfortable. So the other thing I have a problem with, it, it seems like it always kind of flips up, tilts up a little bit. And if yeah, I have to lock same. it down, then it presses on my cheekbones a lot cheekbones, and then yep I, the picture's most clear but my cheekbones kind of get sore pretty quickly 
Um, yeah. So what you need is cheek implants right. to give it like a little something right. to rest on. How about I just get clips and you just clip it to your face? Yeah. 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 Some, some some little like subdermal like magnets exactly. or something. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds um, terrible. I also played I Expect You to Die, um, which is a kind of almost like an escape room but you're kind of sit, sitting in one place in all of the puzzles whether that be inside a yeah. car or a submarine or something where you're seated and you can look directly what's around you and manipulate things kind of within arm's reach but you also have psychic abilities so you can like pull things towards you um so it doesn't necess- necessitate action needing to move around an environment so you can like look through the window and like pull things towards you with like a yeah. force pull um and basically as you play with things your life will get threatened and you have to figure out how to like not die and then eventually escape the situation um whether yeah. that be like a bomb in the car or a you're in a, a submarine underwater that the pressure is going to start cracking the window and you only have so much air and you have to figure out how to get it started, propel it up to the surface and open the latch and get out to fresh air kind of thing. Um, it's a pretty neat game for sure. And it's a, to me exactly yeah. what I think I want to do in VR, especially that I like this because you're, because you're not moving around it's very comfortable for, I assume, people with motion sickness because you're literally just yep. what's around you. Because I noticed um, if I move around too much in the Star Wars game, like using a joystick where you're just kind of like floating, yeah. that gets that <laughs> I don't do well with that. Um, no, same. So I like a game that's just based on being in one spot because you don't even have to worry about that other part of and it's pretty compelling as is it doesn't you don't really need to um however i could see having an escape room game and if i'm just in a big warehouse where i could walk around everywhere that would be so cool um to have like that infinite flexibility of moving around and not worrying about where my couch is in my living room and needing to reset where i am constantly or whatever but overall pretty good experience so far without i haven't got a chance to play a lot of yeah. different games yet or any game for, for too much time um and i did play keep talking and no one explodes a little bit because that's still my favorite vr game um that's awesome i love that game so much yeah i'm, I'm excited to play that more and i'll actually be able to because i've only played it a little bit each time that i've played it so i i don't even know like getting to the harder bombs and things i haven't even like experienced what that is so i'm curious to see like what that more there is to that game when I play a little bit more. Um, because it is just I was a blast. I was talking to my kid the other day and we were saying that's actually would probably, assuming it runs, I, I do not know if it does or not, but that would probably actually be a great Steam Deck game. Oh, too, yeah, because one of you could hold the Steam Deck and no one else could see what you were right. doing, which so they released kind of it on Nintendo Switch too, which worked. Oh, which uh, we we played on that somewhere along the way, I can't even remember when, and then, yeah, it worked really well. Um, yeah, of course. In VR, it's the coolest because you're actually like manipulating the, yeah. the stuff, um, and that's fun um, 
to like snip the wires and things but but as for like a fun party game works great if all you have is a nintendo switch or a steam deck or something um um great option and yeah pretty much just as fun other than the person actually in the headset i think that's the maximum fun factor to like be spinning a bump bomb around and, and stuff. I think that's, that's too much fun. It's a so. good game. Yeah. I think, I think like a steam decker and a switch is, is a great way to do it. But man, the, the explosion of a bomb blowing up like in your face, right. there's something, there's something there's magical. Something, to that, that. Yeah. something magical. <laughs> Long story short, we made uh, Dylan's wife scream. One oh, time. Yeah. It was great. It was real good. Real good. Lots of fun. Uh, let's see. What did I play this week? I, uh, I beat The Pathless, which is uh, a lot of fun. It's, you know, I don't know if that game was a little shorter than kind of people said it was or if I just didn't notice as much. Like, if I had to guess, I would say I played it for like six to eight hours. Um, like, my only real complaints about it um are it's a little bit repetitive like you kind of are doing the same thing in every level you're gathering these runes and then taking these runes to um these big towers you solve puzzles to get the runes and then you take them to the towers um so it's a little bit repetitive but it was it was still fun um each boss is pretty similar although there were a couple that kind of threw you know a couple of of little new things into the mix music's great um I think my probably only real complaint is that uh, the game doesn't have like a, a map or a mini map at all. So you just have to kind of go by like you have this like sense thing that'll glow things um, that you need to go towards. And, and the problem is, is like the glowing thing could be one of the runes you need or it also could be um, like these like gemstones you collect that let you fly higher. And I didn't really care too much about that. Like you don't really, really need them. Um, and so it would have been nice to just know on my map what I was going towards. I, you spent a lot of time just kind of wandering, which I, I didn't think was, was great. But, uh, besides that, it was, it was fun. I would say if you have a PC or a PS5, because it's only been released on those, uh, two platforms, the Pathless, if you can pick it up cheap, I, it's one of those games that, like, I hate to say that any game is too expensive, but I think... Like, list price for the Pathless is, like, $40. Um, and I'm not sure it's a a $40 game. Um, let me double-check that just so I'm not talking. Yeah, it's it's normally $40, and I paid $20 for it. And I felt really good about $20. And I don't know if I would have felt quite so good about $40. Yeah. So, um, it, like I said, it's, it's just not... There's not enough going on for me to go like ah yeah forty dollars. Um, it did come out on my birthday last year. I didn't I didn't realize that well, that's until bonus I went points, to, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I went to write down because I keep a list of um, games I beat, and I always keep track of the day they came out for when we do game of the mm. year, so I know if it came out this year or not. And I'm like, oh, that's my birthday. So it could have been a great birthday gift for me, but it was not because I just bought it like last week. Uh Let's see. Let's talk about Patreon. You want to talk about Patreon? Yeah. These are the fine, fine folks that donate to our podcast every week. Actually, they do it once a month, but I mentally split it up 
once a week um, because that's how we podcast. It doesn't really matter, honestly. Uh, if you would like to be one of those wonderful wonderful people, you can go to patreon.com slash Podcast. And if you are a $10 producer-level patron, we will say your name, which is what I am going to do right now. Big shout-out to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous, and Rich Deacon. Uh, you folks uh, really help out with this podcast, as do all of our patrons. We appreciate all of you. Um, again, you can go to patreon.com slash Podcast to become one of those people. But now, what are we going to do, Dylan? News. News is weird this week. I like it's it's like very very obviously like a you know it's two weeks after kind of like what was E three. Um, the news is all kind of small and kind of strange, but it doesn't mean it's not interesting. Uh, first up, Skyrim is uh, not just available to play in multiplayer. You can play Skyrim with eight people now, and I. I can't possibly imagine how that would work. Yeah. Um, Interesting. It sounds so much better love, than ESO. Right? If oh I could God. just I, play Skyrim with other people. Right? So much better. Well, I mean, now you can. It's called Skyrim Together Reborn. It is a mod for Skyrim, and it's coming out July 8th. Um, it's a total rewrite of a of an older mod. Um, they got caught kind of like stealing code from other folks, mm. and so they're like, we're sorry. And we're going to fix all of it. And they did. And this is going to be the release of it. Um, apparently, it's not perfect. Um, sometimes it crashes. Sometimes quests don't work right. Sometimes there's bugs. Um, apparently, one person is kind of like the team leader. And so he, they do all the talking. But everybody gets all the quests. So um, I, I, I don't think I own Skyrim on the PC. And I kind of wish I did. Because I'd really... I would love to play Skyrim, even just like try it out for a little bit, like co-op. I don't want to play with eight people. Eight people seems that seems too much, too much. for sure. <laughs> but like two people, I could see doing this with people, a maybe? partner, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because other than that, I feel like you would need to like revamp the game itself. Like you would need more enemies to fight, and I have a feeling the AI would just not work at some point. That's exactly point. what I was thinking. And like it's just eight, v- eight people just ganging on one poor troll or something and it just seems... Yeah. I can just imagine a bunch of swords doing, like, just doing generic swinging motion at a big enemy. Like... Well, and, like, a lot of the like, crypts and caves and stuff are not super big. I wouldn't right. say they really fit eight people. Um, but, I, I don't know. I'm I'm... I'm I'm intrigued. I am definitely intrigued. Um, I, I don't think I have a copy of that, but maybe maybe, maybe it would be worth picking up. So anyway, Skyrim Together Reborn, up to eight-player co-op. It will be released on July 8th, which is uh, Friday, I believe. Yeah, this Friday. So check that out if you're a Skyrim nerd looking for yet another reason to play Skyrim 11 years after it came out. Uh, let's see. So t- tell me, Dylan, are you... Are you old enough to remember going to the video store and and and, and renting a video game and oh. getting like a photocopied version of the manual? No. Okay. I feel <laughs> so like any time like, I did it actually had the manual in the box. Really? Interesting. Um I, I don't remember if that happened, I that could just be a a fake memory, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I feel like I at some point did get like 
a at least a game manual in a box before. That's a possibility. Po- like, like, I don't know. Especially like you're, you're, the town you grew up in was a little bit smaller. Yeah. So like maybe, you know, a little bit of a, I mean, I don't know if you guys had a blockbuster or not. We did. And little, there was one yeah. other yeah. store. Yeah. I could that see eventually. like a mom and pop hey. video store doing yeah, that. Yeah. And then one of, there was like a, I don't know. I can't remember what it was called. And then it um, got bought by Hollywood video, I think at some uh, point. Sure. Uh, but yep. whatever it was before that. It was. It was definitely like uh, it could have been like a regional thing. I don't know if it was like a yeah. a local uh, rental store or not, but it sure. could have been. It was not blockbuster, right. and then that's, there was a blockbuster as well. Yeah, when I was a kid, our our local video store was called Good Time Video, um, which makes it sound like a a video store that would rent far more pornography mm-hmm. than it actually did because it was in Utah, so it probably did not rent any pornography, but it, it sure sounded like it did. <laughs> anyway, um, when I was young, so like probably when I got my Nintendo, so think late early, late, late, late eighties, early nineties, um, you'd get a copy of the manual, like photocopied when you'd rent it. Huh. And then like Nintendo came down hard <laughs> on video rental places, um, because it's like technically copyright infringement, but that seems like the, like just the 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 least potentially harmful, you know, copyright infringement at all. But I think like that was probably back in the day too when Nintendo really didn't want you renting games because Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. You weren't buying uh, them. So yeah. Um But if you remember, you know, getting copies of, of those manuals fondly, or if there's one you've always wanted to look at, so on and so forth, uh, there's a project right now that just finished scanning in and uploading every single English language SNES cart uh, ever made. So it's it's literally every single uh, one that was released in English, um, and you can you can go look at them. It's uh, you go to sites.google.com slash view slash SNES manuals, which is not a fantastic URL. I'll put that uh, actually in the uh, the uh, show notes. So you can just go click on it. But uh, the actual manu- manuals themselves are hosted at archive.org. Um, and it's kind of cool to be able to go just literally flip through all these manuals that you haven't seen in, I mean, decades. Uh but it's it's over six hundred manual scan, and that's kind of a like that's a that's a labor of love because like you know a lot of them they've had to just like chase down and find people that that actually already owned them um, because like some of those games are very 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 expensive. Um, the the very last one was let me see uh, ninety minutes European Prime Goal. <laughs> <laughs> which I have never heard of, but uh, I, I like I like this project. So you can go uh, apparently you can search for our, at archive.org to find them, or I'll, I'll put a link in our show notes. You can go check those out because it's it's kind of fun to to look through some of these really old games that you know you haven't seen in a long time. So check that out. Uh, let's see, Overwatch. Uh, you've been paying attention to you, you missed last week, Dylan. Mm-hmm. So did did you hear the news that Overwatch Two is just flat out replacing Overwatch? You will not be able to play Overwatch. I did, um, which I f- I have mixed feelings about. It like I think that's almost what you have to do um, yeah. to not split up. 
your audience. Your audience. Um, except it's weird that they made such a fundamental change um, that the old game just kind of doesn't. It's hard to say because it's not out. Like, are yeah. they going to have a 6v6 mode? Like, does it. We just don't know. They could have just called it. They could have just done a big expansion for Overwatch. Like, I don't know. It's. But I guess. Right? You kind of have to. I don't know. When going from a paid game to a free-to-play game, like you can't really do that as an expansion. I mean, I guess you yeah. could have just made Overwatch free, free. and then... But that's even I weirder, mean, too, that you have this game over here that you made people pay for, and then you're launching this free game, and it's replacing the game. Replacing the game so that, that game paid that people for. paid for yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. It's super weird. <laughs> like, um, it might be the right choice, but yeah, it's weird for sure. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those things that just like doesn't like I can't say why it it doesn't feel right, but it really yeah. doesn't feel right. <laughs> anyway, that's not actually what we're talking about today. We're talking about hostile architecture, which if you don't know what that is, it's uh, anytime you see a park bench that has like a weird armrest in the middle. Um, that armrest isn't so you and the person who's probably not sitting next to you uh, both have an armrest. It's to keep people from sleeping on them. Um, sometimes hostile architecture is like spikes underneath bridges. Um, it's, it's just really a way of making it so people that don't have uh, a place to sleep really, really, really don't have a place to sleep. It's kind of, kind of terrible, honestly. Um, and, uh, apparently in the Overwatch Grand Central Terminal, uh, level, they had a bunch of benches that looked just like that, where they have they have arms, and folks pointed it out and said, like, hey, y'all, this is not benches, this is awful, and uh, the Overwatch 2 devs actually fixed that, so good good job, Overwatch, like, it's the <laughs> it's the one nice thing that Blizzard's done this year. Um, <laughs> good on them. Anyway, that is fixed in the beta, so next time you play the beta, you will no longer, like, there could be uh, unhoused people mm -hmm. sleeping on those benches in while you play the beta. Probably not, though. That seems that would probably be a, an awkward addition to that video game, I would think. So, probably not. Uh, in other good news, uh, Disco Elysium, a game that I loved more than oh, pretty much any other game I've loved in the last five years, and a game that Dylan did not like, yeah. but that's okay. It's okay. Unfortunately, like, I think you know, I've heard that. Um, I don't know. It kind of got fixed a little bit. Um, yeah. That I, I wish I would have played it now because I literally came to a spot that I don't think was playable. Get past, yeah. Um, yep. And I feel like I think my buddy told me that it was easier to get, get money now. Um, oh, interesting. Or something, which I think would have yeah. opened up another path for me. But I couldn't, like, literally, I went through every trash can or whatever and I did, didn't have enough money to to go open this path over here. So I literally couldn't do anything in the game. Yeah. I hit a very, 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 very similar yeah. spot where I, I was like stealing things and selling it because yeah. I needed like an extra two bucks to get yeah. somewhere. So yeah, I, I sympathize. Um, but yeah, no, they've made a ton of changes in that game over the past couple of years, um, including it's fully voiced now. So if you like, I played it when there was no voices at all, um, or very, very few voices yeah. anyway. And now, like all million lines of text in that game are fully voiced. So hmm. there's that. Um, but one of the cool updates they just made, uh, especially for a game that has like a lot of text, like I said, like I said, it's over a million words. Um, they give you the answer of using the open dyslexic open dyslexic font which is um 
it's actually like a font. Like, I look at it, I'm like, that font is really easy to read. And I don't know what that says about me. Um, but it's kind of a like a bottom heavy font. Like it, it there's a lot of weight on the the bottom of hmm. uh, of those uh, of those letters. And I think what that does is help folks that uh, that have dyslexia, so the the letters don't flip. Um, I've talked to uh, no one directly, but I have a friend who's got a son who's dyslexic, and apparently, like this font and its existence makes a huge amount of difference. Um, when he's trying to read. So that's a, a very cool thing. I'd, some, something I'd like to see more in games that uh, have a lot of text in them or, you know, even just subtitles. That would be, that would be great. I'm waving at Kate. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Next up, we're, we're out of the good news section of the podcast. I apologize. We're to the bad news section of the podcast. Uh, Ubisoft is... Uh, Shutting down multiplayer on a lot of video games. And like normally I'm like, that kind of sucks because I don't know. To me, if you buy a video game, those things should stay there. And if they don't want them to stay there, they should release those servers uh, just in the wild, let people keep them up. Um, they're going to shut down 15 games on September 1st. And some of these are, are a little newer than you'd think. Um, but the bad news is they're not just shutting down the online servers for these, they're actually going to make it so you can't get the DLC any longer, um, which is kind of. <laughs> Kind of crappy. Like, this is yeah. DLC you might have paid for that you'll just no longer have access to at all. So, I wonder if they'll like make an update that just gives everyone the DLC. I hope so. That would yeah, be the, my is... guess. Cause I, I assume, I mean, some things, if I assume if things are part of multiplayer, they're gone, right? Yeah. Unless there's a local, what, whatever. But I would hope that they would just like, this game's so old. Here's all the content, patch it, done. Right. That would be my yeah. I don't. I don't want to say that would be my guess that that's going to happen, but I feel like that would be the move. Uh, that would be the right, thing especially because you're not selling one. it anymore if you're closing yeah, it down, right? Yeah. So yeah, just you may as well give it away. One final patch that would at least right? kind of yeah. I but but yeah, that's a weird thing when like DLC is attached to like being online, right? And just yeah. like so many games that like I've tried to play before when my internet was down or something, and it's like you can't play this game right now. I'm like oh, this man, is our, annoying. <laughs> Our internet went down the other day for like seven hours. Um, I don't know what it is with internet in Florida, but like my internet rarely went down to Washington. It's gone down for like seven, eight hours, four or five times since I've moved yeah. here. It's, it's real weird. Uh, but like it went down and, and my kid's like, I'm going to go play something on the Steam Deck. I'm like, nope. good luck. <laughs> Have fun having nothing. Yeah. Um, anyway, full list of games that will lose all of their online services and... Uh, also, uh, DLC potentially uh, on September first. Assassin's Creed Two. That's uh, the PC and PlayStation Three version. Uh, Assassin's Creed Three. Like that's a pretty new game. I mean, 2012 is not. I mean, Skyrim still that getting re-released long ago. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, no multiplayer on that. Um, DLC goes away on PC on the PlayStation Three, Wii U, and Xbox 360. No multiplayer. Um, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood on PC, no multiplayer. Um, DLC goes away. PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, uh, multiplayer goes away. Assassin's Creed, Creed Liberation HD uh, on PC, you'll lose all online and DLC. Assassin's Creed Revelations on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, no multiplayer. Um, Driver San Francisco on PC, no multiplayer. You'll lose your DLC on uh, the consoles, no multiplayer. Um, Far Cry 3, which, I mean, that I, I've played that game recently. I think this is really weird. Um, 
on the PC, you'll lose all the multiplayer functionality and access to the DLC. Um, and on consoles, no multiplayer. Uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon, Future Soldier on consoles, you lose all multiplayer. Um, and some of these, like, to actually play the solo cam- campaign, you actually have to set your console to offline mode, which is kind of crazy. Um, you think that they Prince would just be, able to be smarter? Patch that, that out, yeah. right? Uh, I guess, you know, I guess it's a possibility, like, in all reality, that some of these games are old enough that they don't have, like, the code bases for them anymore. Right. Um, and, and, I mean... They didn't think that 10 years later they'd have to go back in and do a patch for it or something. I I'm not know. even sure if you can submit a patch to, like, the PlayStation 3 store anymore right. or the Xbox 360 store. I guess it, store. it's I, probably I more complicated than... But, or it's just it's there's great. no one to do it. Like, yeah. like who do we yeah. make do this, right? It's kind of a right. lame project. I, I so. don't know. This is one of those things that, to me, like, there are so many people that are... I mean, this entire team that made Skyrim 8-player playable. Like, you, you're not telling me that if you just release these code bases off into, you know, some sort of repository somewhere, like, people wouldn't be modding the crap out of these yeah. and doing interesting things with them in 10 minutes. And I'd know. like to say that maybe now that we've seen this... In the future, this kind of stuff won't happen because they'll just have the f- foresight. But I don't think that's true. I think I don't think this so is either. Is yeah. it going to happen ten years from now? When yep. I don't know, and it's going to be worse right. because everything's online. Right? Yep. It's not yeah. great. Uh, Rayman Legends on consoles. Uh, a lot of the online features. Silent Hunter Five. See, that's a great not, game. That's a great. I know game. People, Rayman Legends. That's dope. People should be playing that right now. If right now, not played it. So good. So good. Um, Silent Hunter 5, um, which I did not realize existed. I used to play the very first Silent Hunter like 40 years ago. Huh. That game was really good. It's a submarine game. Um, on PC, you'll lose uh, online features and DLC. Space Junkies, which is uh, apparently a VR title. Um, it's multiplayer only, so if you bought it, I'm very sorry. You won't be able to play it after September 1st. Uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist on PC, you lose all your multiplayer um, and online stuff. On the consoles, you lose online and multiplayer stuff. Um, and Zombie U on the Wii U, you'll be unable to link your Ubisoft accounts to in-game or use online features. Um, a lot of these, like, if you have these on the Xbox One, like, some of these have been ported, obviously. Like, you won't lose those features. It doesn't look like on the Xbox One or Series X or the PlayStation 4 or 5. It's mostly PlayStation 3, Wii U, and Xbox 360. But, I mean, I, I understand that a lot of those don't have a big user base, but I'm at least on the Xbox 360, a lot of those are backwards compatible, probably. Right, that's so, what I'm wondering too. Is like, okay, these games are still they're still you could still buy them, on, right? At least for now, right? Yeah, I just I, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth every time I read one of these, and and honestly, it often seems to be Ubisoft. Like it seems yeah. like the last time this happened, it was Ubisoft shutting down 15 servers. So well, they were probably one of I the first. Know. To like do that weird like connect it to your Ubisoft account, yeah. and now it's coming yep. back to be a horrendous nightmare. Yep, um, exactly. I agree. I agree. I it's just it just ugh. I don't like it, Dylan. That's yeah. what I say. Blech. Uh, other things that make me say blech. Uh, if you're familiar with Ron Gilbert, if you're I guess if you're not familiar with Ron Gilbert, the guy is like a video game legend. Um, responsible for the Monkey Island series. Um, a bunch of like he wrote the original. It's called the Scrum Engine that that uh, ran a ton of uh, LucasArts games back mm-hmm. in the late '80s, early '90s. In the old days, um, in the olden days, back when dinosaurs and cliff roamed the earth. Right. Um, recently made Thimbleweed Park. 
um, and is coming back to do uh, Return of Monkey Island. And he's been uh, like like a good old school developer. He's been blogging about it, um, <laughs> which I kind of love, and uh, and started sharing some screenshots. And I absolutely adore what this looks like. It's got kind of this. It, it's it's not a pixel art game though. And people were you know it's a it's a it's a Monkey Island game, so it's gonna be pixel art, right? And it's not. It's got this kind of cool. I don't even know how I describe this animation. Um, 2D, but like really stylized. I think it looks really neat. It reminds me kind of maybe a little bit of like the new Mickey Mouse cartoons, even. Um, I love the new Mickey Mouse cartoons. Yeah, I do too. Absolutely love. You you rode uh, Mickey's Railway, yeah. right? Oh, such a good yeah, ride. We got to ride that the last time we were there, I think. And then we such were so a, excited to ride it again. I, so I love that one. Yeah, same. But it's got not exactly that feel, but kind of that like where proportions seem a little weird and yeah. like the shading seems kind of flat kind of and guacamole-ish. Yeah, actually, that's exactly right. It feels very guacamole to me. Um, and people lost their shit because, of course, they did. Um, because it wasn't the like point, it was. Yeah, because it wasn't like a game that they played in the 90s. Um and he was so like just disappointed about it that he shut down his entire blog. He just closed it down and said, "Like we're just not going to talk about it anymore." Then, so wow. I'm sorry that you know folks that were were you know excited about it, um, you know, won't get to see any more updates. But I'm sick of logging into my blog every day and having to deal with people just you know saying they hate what I'm doing. Like I appreciate play it that, when it comes out. That, yeah, that he's just like not not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Like like that's that's the right move because right i just don't you go make a game then let him make right? his game <laughs> it's uh it's one of those things where i it's like people just don't i don't know why you think you deserve to be able to say that like yes your your speech is free i guess but like how would you like it if everything like every the entire time you were at work there was just like a group of people behind you heckling you that you were doing it wrong. Right. Like, would you want that yeah. to be your job anymore? Like, no. Like, like, I don't mind if you like play the game and you're like, you know what? That game wasn't for me and here's why. Right. And then I think you could also make the comment, I kind of miss the old art style, but I'm excited to play this game. Right. You can, yeah. you can say that and spin it in a direction that's not just being a jerk. Right. Like, or I, I don't know if I'm enthused about the art style, but I'm going to play yeah. the game and I hope it's great. Waiting Even to be surprised. Out, right. I don't like, yeah. I don't know. There's a million things you could say that would be so much more constructive than, than probably I'm going to kill you right. and your cat. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I just, it's, and I, I don't know if we should respect people because of who they are, but man, Rob Gilbert has done, like he he is, he doesn't he doesn't miss like the stuff right. he does is genuinely very 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 good. Um, like I, I played Thimbleweed Park a couple of years ago and that was a just fantastic point and click adventure game. You know, like the yeah. dude knows what he's doing. Um, and I mean, I guess the thing is, I can completely understand looking at it and going, "It's not the style I want. I'm not going to play it." Like that's fine. That's but frankly, fine. I don't need I don't need to hear from you. Like just don't go go play something else. Like it's it's fine. Um, Do you know how many things I think when I'm on the internet and I don't i just don't write it you can just not right it's i i don't know you you don't like you don't have to let people know 
that you hate something. Right. Um, like, let people know that you love things. Um, it's like every time right. you see someone who's like, I'm sick of what you're saying, so I am unfollowing you. It's like, you, you don't need to make an announcement. You can just leave. Right. Like, <laughs> nobody cares. Right, like, if I'm at, like a barbecue and I'm not having a good time and I just, I just leave, right? Like, just, just leave. It's fine. I'm going to grab the watermelon and go. Oh, man. You know what is great in Florida, Dylan? Watermelon? Watermelon. Oh, I love I love a good watermelon. <laughs> they grow them local here and they are monstrous yeah. and they are oh, delicious. I wish I would have known. <laughs> just in case you're wondering. Um, you can go to Costco. They're like five bucks and they're incredible. Anyway, <laughs> uh, do you do you have Apple Care on your phones? Do you do do you do the Apple Care? I don't think so. I I can't remember either. It's like I think I have it like on some of my Apple Watches. Yeah, yeah I've I done it, it my... at some points along the way for certain things. Yeah, I think I have it on my laptop just because it's expensive. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's not it's not a bad deal um especially with a phone that you can drop and lose and mm-hmm. so on and so forth i have um uh, insurance through my service oh, provider your carrier. I think. Yeah. yeah 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 um apparently in japan nintendo is launching a a very similar thing to apple care but for the nintendo switch um it covers the 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 hardware itself, plus your Joy-Con and the TV dock and the AC adapters for any natural breakdowns or accidental damage. So I guess that would also cover uh, Joy-Con drift. Um, it's it's relatively inexpensive. It's 18 bucks a year. That's and it'll cover. Cheap, yeah. Um, I mean, that's I mean, that's a really dollar fifty a month. Yeah, which is cheaper than Apple Care, I think. Oh, I think yeah. like Apple Care on my wife's watch is like three bucks a month. So yeah. um and it's it, it covers up to six repairs a year. <laughs> wow! I hope you're not having that many. <laughs> right? If if you need to have your switch repaired six times a year, I wonder what you're doing. Yeah. Like you should probably like they are touch not grass charging you. Enough. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's it's weird, especially because if uh, you spend eighteen dollars a year and you get six repairs. You got your money's worth. <laughs> right. And only two of those can be uh, to the, the Switch itself, I believe. Okay. The other ones can be to, like, your, your joy cons That sounds pretty fair, honestly. Like, but even still, if you're breaking your Switch... Right. I, mean, I think that's just I, because I one's not once. enough in a, <laughs> yeah. in a weird circumstance, but you can't give more than two. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, that's pretty funny. I don't know. Anyway, it is currently only in Japan, and they say that it is not coming to the United States, which I think is weird, but eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, you know, who am I to say? Uh, we spent a little bit of time talk, talking about Xbox 360 games and how Ubisoft is nerfing a bunch of them. Um, and apparently, so is Xbox to some degree. They have, uh, they're no longer going to be adding Xbox 360 games to Games of Gold as of uh, this October. So, like, you got a couple couple months more of getting uh, uh, 360 games every month in your, your gold. And, I like, I'm honestly kind of wondering if they're to the point where they're just kind of They've given out them away. of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think at some point you start giving away shovelware right and it's like <laughs> why are you giving me all these games and it's like yeah. well we already gave away all the good ones so right it's probably yeah. time yeah it'll be interesting to see though um whether they will just move to giving you 
to Xbox One games mm-hmm. a uh, you know every month, or if you'll just you'll get four Xbox One game, or right. you know, like I think PlayStation kind of landed in the middle where they were giving away like three. Yeah. You know, maybe one was a Series X game, and then two right. Xbox One games. So I, we we probably won't know for a couple months, yeah. but it's a little bit of switch. And I mean, it's probably not the end of the world. I don't remember the last time I like. They announced the 360 game. I was like, well, I don't think dang, I can't wait to play that. Them, honestly, I but. played a few. I played a few. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know, and, and the article I'm reading of that on is actually from Eurogamer. And one of the uh, games they feature is Rascals, which was in, uh, the I think it was two months ago. And that game was actually really good. And I really huh. actually recommended people download that at the time. So anyway. Ah, that is news for this week. That is all the news that is fit to news. Dylan, what are we going to do next? It's not Vinny. Hey, yo, question time. There you go. I got go. no accent. <laughs> no accent. So the first question is from Ardeacon. He is he has a, a like a, a mild New Jersey accent. Um, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you you know a lot of people with mild New Jersey accents. It's true. Though. I think you could do a, You could do a good one. Yeah. Um. So his first question is: Is what is the best live firework display you have ever seen? What's what's the best firework show you've ever been to, Dylan? I think there's only like I've seen probably three varieties of firework displays. One would be in Disney. Yep. Two would be I think I did go to the uh, Muckleshoot Reservation one year. Um, around the 4th of July. Yeah. Um, and then the one we did in our backyard growing up, um, <laughs> which is pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, based on proximity, that might be the best one. Um, <laughs> how many How many fingers do you have, Dylan? All of them. Okay. No one ever got hurt. <laughs> we only set a tree on fire one time. Um, it actually wasn't the tree. Um, there was... Uh, basically a tumbleweed in the tree sure. and that caught yeah, on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was pretty easy to um, put out. Um, but yeah, we used to put on the quite the display um, That's awesome. back in the day because my dad had a, a, a hookup on fireworks at cost pretty much. Nice. Um, so we'd have like six to eight people lighting off fireworks for about an hour and a half. Holy cow. Um, it was a lot. Like, it was a lot of fireworks. That's a show. Um, and you'd start off with like 32,000 firecrackers. Um, it was <laughs> it was pretty absurd, but we used to have like 120 people come over. Um, Holy cow. To hang out on the 4th of July and watch. Um, and that stopped just a couple years ago. Um, it was quite the, quite the party. Um, That's good, man. But yeah, it's pretty cool because it's like, it wasn't far away. Like you're right underneath it happening. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool. And then eventually like I didn't, I kind of stopped watching it cause I was lighting the fireworks off when I got a little bit older. Um, yeah. and then the back of my shirt was just really burnt when, I with that. <laughs> but, um, other than that, yeah, Disney shows great. Like I haven't, I, yeah. I got, to be honest, I haven't seen a lot because we used to just do a show. So, so many shows. Uh, yeah. So. That's fair. Yeah, no, the the Disney shows like I kind of almost have to exclude them, right? It's, because it's not. 
I don't know if it's fair. <laughs> you know, they spend $65,000 every night. Yeah. There are lasers. There are fireballs. Right. There are projections on a castle. Right. You know, like, uh, you know, well, I'll talk about some more of that in a second. Um, past that, um, I've seen some some okay shows. Um, we went to, so when we lived in Seattle, um, there's this, like, summer long festival called Seafair. It like culminates in like a three day boat race, blue angel extravaganza, but they have a, a, a 4th of July uh, fireworks show that they shoot off barges in Lake Washington, yeah. which is like the big lake in the middle of Seattle. Um, so on one side is um, a park called um, help me Dylan um, Gasworks Park. Which is awesome. It's like it used to be a, a natural gas refinery. So there's all these cool tubes and neat stuff there. And so you're at Gasworks Park. And then the city's on the other side of, of Lake Washington. Yeah. Uh, and they do the fireworks off barges. And the radio station that Dylan works for that I used to work for, like, does the music programming. Or at least did the year I went. Um, and so it was, like, all cool, like, Seattle-centric music. So it was, you know, some Nirvana and Heart and like some, you know, older Motown stuff from folks that had started in in Seattle. It was it was a it was a really good show. Um when I was a kid, we used to go to this place called Murray Park, which is a just a big park in kind of the heart of Salt Lake Valley. Um and for some reason one year they like I don't know if they screwed up the seating or what, but they they let people sit essentially right under where the fireworks were being shot from. So they, they, you know, like imagine like a football field and they're shooting the fireworks from one end zone. And they used to have you like on the 50 yard line back uh-huh. um, because, you know, like it's not safe. And for some reason, one year they didn't do that. And we were like, cool. And so you'd get to be like right under the fireworks that they exploded. But then like all the pieces from the fireworks were coming down. It was like lighting people's blankets on fire. And like it was, it was really neat, but not not safe in any yeah. way. Um, I went to a really good show once at um, the minor league baseball team there too. And it was good because like the, the music was really good. Right. Um, like I think good music. There's more ways really to make, make a, a show. A show. Yeah. 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 It's when it wasn't like real, like, like the Disney show I went to over the weekend was like real patriotic music. It was like lots of like marching bands and stuff. Right. And that's real boring. Um, like no one wants to, no one wants that. Um, and this was like like cool rock songs. Um, yeah. It was real good. So, anyway, uh, you know, fireworks they're great. Um, so his next question is, is: Do you think that um, when you get to a point in a game where you're just kind of like, why am I still playing this? Do you think that is? a you problem or a video game problem like is it is it because you have an attention span problem um or just because of like game design i would say both for sure um i encountered this kind of yesterday um where it's kind of like when you're in the mood where you just click on a couple games and try to figure out what you want to play yeah um i thought it'd be a good time to play outer wilds which I've not played yet. <laughs> and I don't think I was in the mood to play it. Yeah. Because I I just wanted to play the game and that beginning sequence when I guess you're trying to get the ship launched, more or less. Launched is terrible. Right. Yeah. And I'm like... Absolutely the worst part of everyone that. Everyone said game. this game's amazing and I hate it right now. And yeah. I like... So I just stopped. Um, and I think that's both. I wasn't very patient. But at the same time... 
is this part of the game necessary? Uh, no. It, right. I mean, like, so I, that's... Yeah. I mean, yes, because it sets up the story, but no, because it's like 45 minutes long. Right. Um, and I did not get even not close to that far. Like, I was maybe doing it for five minutes, and I'm like, I'm yeah. over this. Um, no, yeah. Go, so go back to it, but yeah. No, I'll play when I'm good. in a better mood um, to play it, but that's a good example of... I, yeah. know, I probably am going to enjoy this game, um, but that was just not meshing at that moment for me. Yeah. But that can turn you off of playing a game forever, like that kind Absolutely. of stuff. So. I think a lot of people did that with um, Kingdom Hearts 2 has like a five hour prologue yeah. like that has nothing to do with the game. It's the slowest, most boring right. part of the game. Um, and I, I recently read a book that was trying to explain why they did that, and they had very, very good reasons as to why it was designed that way. But it was still just but so dull. In practice, so it's dull. Not, yeah, yeah, like just you know whatever. Um, I would say past that, I think that video games these days are, generally speaking, have too much content. Um, I want like every like if if your game is less than five hours, it can stay. Um, if your game is 10 hours, it should probably be five hours. If your game is 15 hours, it should probably be seven hours. If it's 20 hours, it should probably yeah. be seven hours, maybe, maybe 10. Like I, you know, like, and when, once we start getting out into games that are like 40, 50, 60 hours long, I'm like, do I need all of this? Because I don't, I don't feel like I need all of this. Um, like so many of the, I remember playing, Assassin's Creed, not not Valhalla, not Odyssey. So Origins, Origins. is that the one three yeah. ago? And I got like fifteen hours in that game, and you like beat the bad guy, and I'm right. like, sweet, I beat the bad I guy. Did it. And they're like, ah, but there's another bad guy, yeah. and I'm like, what? And they're like, oh yes, there's thirty hours more of this game. I'm like, I was fine, but I beat the bad guy. <laughs> I'm thirteen hours in. I'm done, right? And they're like, oh no, you're not done. I'm like, but. But I can be done right. <laughs> they're like, well, I guess that's what you. You can stop but. playing. But. <laughs> but that was exactly what I wanted. And man, I, I'll tell you, there are very few games that I want to play for longer than ten or fifteen hours these days. And it's a, it's probably mostly a me thing. But I think that also there is a push from people that don't want to pay. And I mean, like, I get it. Like, games are expensive. Like, if I pay seventy dollars for a game, I get the. I get the idea of wanting that game to be 70 hours long. Um, but, like, I don't, I don't have the time or the inclination to do that any longer. So, I don't know. So, I don't know how the mute button works. My dog's barking. Spade! Uh, next question. Monotone Screaming says, do you think that the age limit on Legos... So, like, Legos, I think the age limit is, like, from... Three to ninety nine. Right. Do you think that they should increase the age limit on Legos? Because there are people over the age of ninety nine that should get to enjoy Legos. No, you're cut off. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just done. Sorry, you had you, your time. You, when you hit, three you had ninety five years to play with these Legos. No longer right. allowed to have Legos. Yeah. Um, I do think it's kind of funny. I always thought that was kind of funny. Uh, anytime I see that, yeah, I'm like, like, well, <laughs> sorry, you don't complain yeah. anymore. Except I kind of like the idea of you just getting cut off when you're like, <laughs> you like go you into the store. No like, Can I see some ID, sir? Right. You're like, it's a like gift. They're like, mm, not, I don't, not gonna I don't work. Think so I don't think so. <laughs> All right, turn down for what says uh, 
if if your username so think about the the username you um you use most like you know most often when you're when you're gaming online uh if if that was a company what would you sell oh man mine are all over the place um i don't know if i have one that (laughs) because i i used to have one and then it never was available again and then i don't know so mine for the longest time was Loki, L-O-K-I, um, but not named after the Marvel character. It was named after um, uh, Ben Affleck, or no, I'm sorry, Matt Damon's character yeah. from um, Dogma. Just because I thought it was, I liked that movie a lot, and, you know, it was whatever. Right. And then, like, Marvel came along right. and just ate that username up completely mm-hmm. like that that username is no longer available in anywhere, any um, form in any form right so uh now i do like uh and i've done a, a number of respellings of loki um over the years um, my current one is usually l-o-w-k-i-i i believe um and that's like my xbox like gamer tag or whatever and it's what i use most of the time um so but i think if i was going to do it like i'm probably selling some sort of like off-brand knockoff marvel stuff like it's you know like if you went to see i don't know the avengers on ice i would be the guy on the steps out front of the arena selling like knockoff like masks and toys for people that don't want to pay full price inside the uh inside the arena that's that's what i think i would be doing it's pretty good yeah, yeah, it's it works. It's it's a living, Dylan. <laughs> uh, all right, and Prime Fan, final question says, what did you do for the 4th of July, Dylan? How, how did you celebrate this year? Um, I think it was the first time that we just stayed at home. Um, we had just gotten back from Disney World, pretty yeah. much. Um, and the cats kind of get um, yeah. upset, obviously. Um, so we just kind of hung out with them nothing, um, nothing and it was fine kind of had a headache otherwise i was maybe gonna drive to my parents and just have dinner or whatever but um stay at home yeah nothing wrong with staying home i work through the windows you know i uh i thought i had planned this right right um like two weeks ago disney world announced maybe three weeks ago disney world announced that they were doing fireworks on the third and fourth and i'm like well you know the fourth of monday like i don't want to I don't want to do it on the 4th because I'm going to be out super late. Like, you know, I'll be tired for work. And so I'll go on the 3rd, right? So we go on the 3rd and we see some fireworks. And, and they were very good. Um, like, if if you've seen Disney World fireworks before, um, this is about three times as many as they normally do. So um, normally they have just kind of one um, one explosion over the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, in, the castle actually had three different ones that they were shooting up, and then there was one that I think was firing off a barge um, in the lake. Oh, so yeah. there was another. There was another set of fireworks behind you, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Um, we I think made the correct decision not to go on Main Street and watch because Main Street was horrifying. We watched over by Tom Sawyer's Island, which gives you a great view, and there's no one there. Um. So, you know, good. Um, like like I said, a lot of real, like, patriotic marching music, which I don't think is a, a great way to actually uh, 
listen to fireworks. Like it needed better music. Um, I will say they they played like the last half of the Star Spangled Banner, and uh, on the rocket red, rocket red glare line, they shot up some fireworks that I have never seen before that actually made me like audibly gasp. It was wow. <laughs> they were really neat. <laughs> um, I've seen a lot of fireworks. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. It was just it was cool. Um, but you know whatever. Got home at like. 1130 went to bed thought like fine and then our plan yesterday was same thing like the dog doesn't like the fireworks we're gonna stay home with the dog and uh folks around here did fireworks until about 11 15 and so 11 15 i'm like i'm tired went to bed and then they started again at about 12 30 and did them for another hour um which made sleeping really 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 hard so Kind of a bummer. So the the answer of what I did on uh, the fourth was I stayed awake way right. way way. You should have just gone to. to the. I should have gone right. exactly, exactly. So whatever. It was, it was fine. Um, cheap free games. You want to talk about some cheap free games? Woo! Uh, Ancient Enemy is a RPG card battler set in a crumbling world where the forces of evil have already won. It might be here. I'm not sure. It doesn't say specifically, but that that might be here. Um, Free on the Epic Game Store. Uh, Killing Floor 2 is also free in the Epic Game Store. It is a, uh, you descend into a continental Europe after it has been overrun by horrific murderous clones called the Zeds. Uh, Six-player co-op on that game. (laughs) That's a lot of of people killing Zeds all at the same time. So both those are free on the Epic Game Store. Uh, Game Pass this month. Um, A couple days ago, you could grab uh, Far Cry 5 on July 1st. That's console and PC. Uh, Today, uh, maybe yesterday, let's see. Yeah, no, today, uh, Last Call BBS uh, came out. It's PC only. It's the last game from uh, Zachtronics. If you've ever played any of their games before, they're going to cease making games after this, apparently. So Last Call BBS is the last one you can play. It looks good. Uh, Also today, you can get Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kiwami, and Yakuza Kiwami 2 on cloud console and PC. So all those Yakuza games came out. Uh, I've heard 0 is really good. Um, I might have to try that. Uh, July 7th, you can get a Match Point Tennis Championship uh, on console. That's a day one release if you like tennis. Uh, Also on July 7th, you can get DJ Max Respect 5. Um... I haven't played one through four. Do you think that's going to be a problem? I think so. I think you've got to work your way up. For <sighs> sure. Bummer. Uh, it's the latest installment from the creators of the critically acclaimed rhythm game franchise DJ Max, which is critically acclaimed and I have never heard of before. Never heard of it. <laughs> um, but it does feature tracks from popular artists like Marshmallow. So That's the only one I've heard of. Yeah, same. Um, and I've but only maybe heard just, of them. Yeah, maybe or, just not... Not maybe I'm not the target audience for that game. Yeah, like that's so. fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, also on July 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 seventh, uh, Road ninety six. It is a uh, I think kind of a, a open world walking sim kind of game. You're taking a risky trip to the border. It looks actually quite good. Uh, Cloud console and PC. Escape Academy on July fourteenth, console and PC. That's the game where you uh, go to school and learn how to escape from escape rooms. Uh, Dylan's. Probably highlight of the month, I would guess, is My Friend Peppa Pig. Uh, Coming to Cloud Console and PC on July 14th. Start a fun-filled adventure with Peppa Pig. Create your character, ring the doorbell, and step into the TV show. Which sounds... um, Fortunately, the only thing I know about Peppa Pig is that... that, That's about all I know. That's all you know, yeah. It exists, and I think I'm fortunate of that. 
Colby's daughter was really into Peppa Pig, but I think she outgrew it, so he probably won't have to play this either. I, you know, I will say, so uh, do you remember when the the uh, Paw Patrol game, oh, there's a Paw Patrol mm-hmm. game coming out this month, um, came out like, I don't know, maybe six months ago, mm-hmm. um, and Colby's like, yeah, I'll have to play it with my kid. I played it the other day to get some achievements because I needed achievements for something, and that game was so bad. I mean, like, I can't even tell you how bad it was. Just, just shockingly awful. Uh, also on July 14th, Overwhelm is coming to PC. You're outnumbered, low on ammunition, and the paranoia sets in. Man, you don't know how many times I've been there. It's an action horror world platformer where enemies get power-ups and you don't. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Interesting. Um, maybe, maybe it's good. Uh, and then Paw Patrol, the movie... Adventure City, Adventure Calls. City Calls is coming um, to Cloud Console and PC on the fourteenth. Name, yeah, it's I. It's really bad. A big city means a bigger adventure. When Ryder and the Paw Patrol learn that Mayor Humdinger has taken over a buzzing metropolis, they must race into action to save Adventure City from his selfish scheming. All right, you had me uh, at possum. <laughs> it does sound possum. Um, on the 14th as well, Power Wash Simulator, um, comes out and I'm, I'd be lying if I didn't say I wasn't at least like, I'm not excited about this, but I am kind of interested to try it. Um, I did spend a lot of this weekend power washing and it's not, it's not very fun in real life. I'll be honest. Like it, it loses its luster about 15 minutes after you start. Um, especially when it's like 102 outside, but, uh, I'm excited to do it in video game form. Uh, July 19th, we get as dusk falls cloud console and PC. And then on July 26th, we get immortality on console and PC. So some, uh, there's some good stuff come out here. Some stuff I want to try. Uh, PlayStation Plus, like we said last month, we get Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, The Man of Madon, and Arcadageddon. I assume that's how it's meant to be. I I don't like it. It's it's not good. Um, Those are the PlayStation Plus games for this month. Um, Prime Gaming, there's, if you go out to Prime Gaming right now, you have to have an Amazon Prime uh, membership and then tie that to your Twitch account. Um, There's like... I don't know, 25 games you can get for free right now. Um, we mentioned a couple a couple weeks back, um, but just go grab all of them. And then on the 12th and 13th, you're going to be able to get Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Grid Legends, Need for Speed Heat, uh, Star Wars Jedi Academy, Jedi, no, sorry, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, and Star Wars Republic Commando. So go grab those on Prime Day for free. Um, at very least, go get Mass Effect. That game's. I'm considering effect. playing that again. I got Colby's it downloaded it right on now. my <laughs> Xbox. Um, Colby finally beat Dragon Age Inquisition, and he's like, "I think I'm gonna go right into a trilogy that's yeah, gonna take you know, two hundred hours to yeah. beat." So I, 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 remember, I, I think really I'm, enjoyed Mass Effect. Though, so. I do too. I'm gonna play three. I think at some point, yeah. just because I've never beat three. Um, I've beat one and two, and I've never. See, beat I was three, trying to so. remember if I actually did play all i think i did play all three though yeah it's been so long yeah. though i don't remember if i only played part of three or if i just finished two. i i, I i've played like the first two or three hours of three and then i fell through the world mm-hmm. and i hadn't saved in a while and that so would i just said no nah, uh, i'm good upsetting I'm good so but maybe i'll play the the remaster that'd be fun uh and then nintendo online added a couple of genesis games to uh their their little collection of online games uh zero wing mega man the wily wars comics zone and target earth the other day like i got a, a an email from uh nintendo they're like hey congratulations on buying some stuff and transferring some money onto your account and i'm like 
excuse me, what? <laughs> and like immediately I'm like, oh no, my Nintendo thing's been hacked. Blah, 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 blah. And then I realized that it just was my Nintendo online subscription mm-hmm. resubscribing. So it was fine. Uh, also on Itch.io right now, there is the uh, indie bundle for abortion funds. It is a uh, $10 minimum cost. Um, all of the money raised will go to, uh, let's see, specifically... We'll go to the Collective Power Fund, um, which moves money directly to abortion funds across uh, across 20-plus U.S. states. Um, 750 games for $10. Um, and unlike some of the bundles we've seen recently, I've actually heard of some of these. Like Immortician's Tales on there. I've heard great things about that. Um, what's uh, Hypnospace Outlaw, which is, I think, one of... Colby's favorite game he's played this year is on there. Calico's on there, which is really good. Um, the floor is Jelly, which is actually a game I've purchased. is actually a lot of fun um, if you're into that kind of thing. But, you know, just a bunch of, of games bleeds in there. Uh, if you want to go grab that and support uh, some of those abortion funds, that is a oh, bleed too there too. Those are available for 10 bucks on Itch.io. Um, you know, I'll try and find the link to... I have a link that lets you kind of manage those big bundles because... If you buy any of the big I'm, bundles, I'd be from, scared to buy that. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, if you buy any of the big bundles from uh, Itchio, it's not like they just add them to your account. You like you have access to all of them, but it's not like here's 750 games right. alone. And I've I probably have bought I don't know three or four thousand games from Itchio, but there's actually a website you can go out to that will actually let you say which of the huge bundles you've bought and then see what's in them and link directly to them on the store. It makes it a little easier to manage. I'll see if I can uh, figure that out and uh, I'll drop that in the show notes if I can find it. But anyway, that is that is there for you now too. Uh, Dylan, I think that's it, man. You have any anything fun left? Any any great adventures you've been on lately? No, I think I'm gonna play some more games and hopefully have something to contribute games are good man i think i'm gonna start playing norco this week i'm pretty excited to try that out so should be good all right well we are bite me podcast you can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com or on the social medias at facebook instagram and twitter.com slash bite me podcast you can be a patron at patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You can join our discord at bite me podcast.com slash discord or join and or contribute to our extra life uh, team at bite me podcast.com slash extra life. <sighs> Dylan, can you bite me? Oh, it's so good. I missed that last week, Dylan. I missed it a lot. Bite me. Bite me. Bite me. Bite me.